guys, and welcome back to the Yes Means Yes podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking with the executive director, Cassie Jones, um, with Alabama Crime Victims Compensation Commission. Um, so as usual, my name is Faith Nongshef. I'm the prevention educator with Rate Counselors, and I'm going to let everyone else go around and kind of introduce themselves. Hey guys, I'm Brantley Shields. I am the outreach coordinator here at uh, Rate Counselors v. Alabama, and I'm also a victim advocate here. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Cassie Jones. I'm the executive director for the Alabama Crime Victims Compensation Commission. Awesome. Okay, so um, Ms. Jones, could you just tell us a little bit about what Alabama Crime Victim Compensation Commission is? Uh, we are a state agency uh, established in 1984 by the legislature, signed into law by then Governor George Wallace. We provide the only substantial financial assistance for innocent victims of violent crime. In short, we are a state agency that assists innocent victims of violent crime with eligible expenses, and right now up to $15,000. Okay, so um, you're the executive director at um, the Alabama Crime Victims Comp. Um, so can you please tell us a little bit what your role looks like, um, kind of day to day? I know it, I'm sure it looks a little bit different every single day, but just a general overview as to what your role is looking like there. Okay. Um, mainly we are reviewing applications uh, that have been submitted by victims and claimants. We're reviewing these claims for eligibility. And so we have hundreds that are done at the end of the month. We have to pause to do emergency awards. We do those on a daily basis. Uh, those are awards that if you do not receive an emergency award, you will not be able to afford that emergency um, need that you have, like uh, shelter or heat or food um, or, or a funeral, burial, cremation, prescriptions, things of that nature. So we're operating out of a rape crisis center. So when we deal with um, Alabama Crime Comp, we're using it with victims of typically sexual assault or rape or some sort of sexual violence. So how could Alabama Crime Comp be used to help victims of sexual violence? Um, right now, state law requires that Alabama Crime Victims Compensation um, pay for all the sexual assault kits that are conducted or performed in the state of Alabama. And we do that whether or not the victim decides they want to cooperate with law enforcement. So cooperation is not a requirement. If they have um, a rape or sexual assault within the geographical bounds of the state of Alabama, and if they decide to come to Alabama, well, Let's just say sometimes we've had someone on spring break in, a, in another state, let's say Florida, it happens a lot in Florida, and uh, they have a rape exam done there. Um, if they are, you know, it, it, it kind of depends. We have to look at all of the situations and circumstances. And if somebody is here, let's just say at Orange Beach, and, and there's a um, sexual violence committed against them, if regardless of where they're from, if there's that type of crime and the rape exam is done here, we will pay for that, of course. Um, there is, there's not a need for anybody to report it, just as long as a certified 
you know, sexual assault nurse examiner conducts that particular exam, we will pay for it. And that person should never get a bill on the off chance that somehow they go to a hospital. And if they are sent a bill, we will consider that bill and repay them for anything that they pay. So if they were to go forward and press criminal charges, is there any sort of other compensation that they can receive after that point? Absolutely. Um, because a lot of rape crisis centers um, receive funds from Crime Victims Assistance Program. Assistance, they give monies to organization. We provide monies to individual. So the uh, people over assistance, they are with ADECA, Alabama Department of uh, Economic and Community uh, Activities. They assist a lot of crime um, victims organizations like Vocal, Victims of Crime and Leniency. They also uh, assist or give grants to a lot of the rape crisis centers, as I said earlier. And so to keep getting that grant, part of that is a requirement that they tell people about crime victims compensation. So they are required when they provide that assistance to victims of sexual violence, they're required to tell them, you do not have to pay for this sexual assault exam. You can also qualify. If you submit an application to Alabama Crime Victims Compensation Commission, you may be eligible to receive extra compensation. For instance, it is a stressful, you know, very stressful time for sexual violence to be committed on anybody. And so a lot of times people are working, male and female, they work. Uh, the commission, um, knows that this is stressful. So the commission has provided uh, an opportunity for someone who has had sexual violence committed against them to be off work for two weeks without a doctor's excuse. So um, if they submit an application, submit all of the required documentation so that we can determine the eligibility, and I would like to you know, just stress that everyone has to submit documentation so that we can determine if they are eligible to meet um, the criteria. Um, and so they have to, and one is that a person has to be at least 19 years old. If they're not 19, they have to, uh, you know, either be married or guiding themselves away from their parents and they're acting as, you know, their, their own uh, guarding or being an adult. So um, we will consider their expenses. As I said, two weeks without a doctor's excuse. And if it's more than two weeks, uh, if we get a doctor's excuse or a counselor's excuse, must be um, a certified counselor. We try not to deal with any other type. But a psychiatrist, a psychologist, uh, LPC, giving that person um, pretty much a doctor's excuse, saying why they need to be off, how long they need to be off. Um, we will consider it. We will consider prescriptions, lost wages, even some property that that person might have had to give up to law enforcement. Um, underwear, 
tops, bottoms, etc. We will consider that. So um, you kind of went over it a little bit, um, but I was just going to ask, um, so who all qualifies for crime compensation and also what time frame do they have in order to report, um, in order to receive the benefits or qualify for the compensation? Okay, that's a, that's a good question. Um, what they need to do first is submit an application within one year of the crime. If the crime happened, let's say February 14th of this year, they have February 14th of 2022 to get that application into us. It must be, or they will have to submit written documentation so that the commissioners can determine if good cause exists for there to be a reason that they did not get it in uh, within the one year deadline. And it has to be a good reason. You know, we've had people who were in com comas or, or they were incapacitated and could not, um, but well, I got it and I just didn't feel like doing it. More than likely that might not, you know, that might not fare well for them. But they have a one year deadline. Uh, and when you decide to file an application with us, then you must cooperate with law enforcement. You do not have to cooperate with law enforcement to get the sexual assault exam conducted. Um, we will pay for that. We will pay the uh, same center or the rape crisis center. But when someone applies for the, the $15,000 or because that $15,000 um, is what we are doing with, with the regular application process, that person would be required to go forward and press charges and cooperate with law enforcement. Then um, they have to be at least 19 years of age. Um, they have to be in the country legally. Um, you don't have to be in the country legally to get that sexual assault exam paid, but you do when you make this application with us. Um, that person cannot have committed a felony, or well, cannot have been convicted of a felony after applying with us and cannot have committed criminally injurious conduct after applying. Um, so those are things that we consider. Um, that person must not be the offender themselves. Um, so things of that nature that's required. They must sign the document, submit everything that we ask of them. Um, we will usually have to go through certain procedures to. Uh, and it has it on the application, documentation that must be submitted. And they must, um, they must be willing to give us the information that we need. That's one of the main things. Uh, we find that we're continuously calling people, sending first, second, and third requests and final requests, begging for information. And uh, it's really taking time from us that we could be using on somebody who is in need of immediate assistance. I'm sorry, was there enough? That was another question. Did I answer that or? You did, yeah. Okay. Yes, no, thank you. That was very thorough. Um, so under your organization, what kind of rights do victims have? 
Uh, victims have the right, first of all, to be told about crime victims' compensation. Usually law enforcement officers are supposed to. I know they get kind of caught up in, in the crime scene and dotting I's, crossing T's, and looping L's, so much that they have to do to make sure that the offender is brought to justice and that this victim gets the justice they deserve. Um, but um, law enforcement, they're supposed, they have a right to be told about crime victims' compensation existing for them. Um, they have a right to be involved in the criminal justice process to know what's happening with their case. Um, and of course, sexual violence is a felony. This is not a misdemeanor when somebody is, is sexually assaulted. Let me put it like that. I'm not a lawyer and I don't play one on television, so I'm not getting ready to go into legal things that uh, I could have wrong. But I, I do know that uh, this person would be speaking with the district attorney. Now, you know, you have levels of you know, consent and I didn't consent and statutory rape. And, and of course, there are so, so many things to consider, but sexual violence and, and rape is just that. And so you have a right to um, know where your case is in the criminal justice system. And when you um, submit your documentation to us, you have a right to be treated fairly, to be treated decently. Um, and we try to work our claims in the order that they would work, that they were submitted, excuse me. Um, but you have a right to be treated like um, someone wants you to treat them if they work at crime victims compensation. I want somebody to treat me decently, fairly, do your job, um, and offer me the assistance that I need. So we try to do the same for them. Uh, unfortunately, we have so many claims, and then we, we take walk-ins. We have so many people coming in. Um, we have six specialists who work 67 counties. So it's not, okay, I gave you my paperwork Monday. Okay, I should, I'm expecting a check Friday. And unfortunately, that's what we get a lot of time. Um, and what we would really hope that people would know is we have six people in 67 counties. We do have support staff gathering documentation, but it's a lot easier said than done. But you have a right to be treated fairly and with dignity and respect, and that's what we want to do. And we want people's needs when we can. And we are hoping that they understand when we can't do some of the things that they want us to do. I just want you all to give me that $15,000 so I can put it in the bank because I don't know what's going to come up later. So we've had people to say that and that's not the way. It depends on eligible. We pay eligible expenses. If you didn't incur an expense, then by law, we can't give you the money. And of course, we are audited by the state examiner's office and by the federal government, Office of Victims of Crime, uh, the Department of Justice. And we intend to stay within the legal confines of everything that we're supposed to, whether it's state or federal law. Okay. And so I had had a question based on something you had said. So y'all do take walk-ins, like individuals who just want to, like, have y'all's assistance filling out the compensation um, application? Yes. Okay. So... For anyone listening, if they did want to do a walk-in, like they weren't near a rape crisis center like us, or they just felt like it was easier to go there themselves, 
where are these located? There's only one office in the state of Alabama. We do not have a satellite office anywhere else. They can come to 5845 Carmichael Road in Montgomery, Alabama, 36117. Uh, that's 5845 Carmichael Road, Montgomery, Alabama, 36117. And um, they, can, they can also give us a call if they want to. Uh, they can call our toll-free number. Sometimes I have to make sure that I have it. 800-541-9388. 800-541-9388. And uh, they can also go to our website. They can download an application, anything they want to do. Uh, but feel free to come and walk in. Uh, we're not having people all over the office anymore. We usually leave people in the lobby and we assist them there. Uh, we still have a mask uh, requirement here. So people must wear a mask if they are coming in, you know, with the upsurge and the Delta variant. But uh, we'll be happy to help them. Uh, usually we get homicide um, survivors in, but we get different kinds of people too and who have suffered different crimes. But sure they can come in if they need to awesome so for anyone listening i'm going to put that number the address and the website down in the link below so um if you guys need to access any of those resources but thank you for answering that question certainly so um what advice would you give to somebody who's hoping to seek financial compensation through you all I would say uh, get your application in as soon as you can. Make sure you get it in with the one-year deadline. That's statute, Code of Alabama. So it has to be in within the one-year deadline. Or the commissioners will have to determine if good cause exists to accept your application and consider financial assistance. I would tell them to please uh, communicate with the specialist and assistant who contact you and try to get the information that they need. Please submit all the information that's requested of you, uh, whether it is to get you to sign affidavits or your application or to submit your, um, your ID or whatever document you're going to submit to show that you are a legal resident of you know you're in the legally I, I would request that you would send all of that if you can't just send your application in as soon as you can so that you can make that one year deadline and then work on sending the other don't just hold on to it and say i was trying to get this and i was trying to get my bills and i was trying to get that don't do it send your application in so you can make at least your eligibility the one year deadline and that will make everything else easier. We'll send you a letter to ask for the rest. Um, I know people might not think we know, but I, I do want them to know that if you are the alleged offender, believe it or not, we've gotten an application from the alleged offender. So um, uh, for sexual violence and all other kinds of crimes. So we will find out. We do talk with law enforcement. But send everything that you're required. Uh, be responsive when we request information of you. Um, 
affidavits, any documents. And um, we have a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know why, but we have a lot of people who move and they don't give us updated contact information. So if you move, please contact us and give us your new address and your new phone number. Uh, we'll call and sometimes that phone number is disconnected for some reason or another, but um, just update us when there is a need. Um, also, if you change your mind and you want to just, you just want to forget it all, you need to let us know. Uh, sometimes we have people who just don't want to do it and we don't want people to feel like we're talking them into it because um, we don't want them to regret it later saying, look, this might be of assistance to you later. Don't just stop. And if, if they are adamant that they really just don't want any more to do with it, we will respect their wishes, but keep us informed, meet the deadlines, give us the information that we, we request and let us work with you the best that we can. And please understand, I wish we had a lot more staff, but we don't. We've gotten caught up into revenue shortfalls like everybody else. And when people were not working due to COVID, they were not paying uh, their fines and fees, and we were not getting lawsuit recovery. We do not get any money from the general fund. Uh, our DA, Daryl Bailey, said it best uh, last year when he was looking to the legislature to perhaps give them some money. He said, fines and fees, they're not, it's not a good way to pay your bill. We are thankful for the money that we get, but we get $2 from every speeding ticket. I'd like to thank everybody out there who's gotten a speeding ticket. Thank you for that $2. But it only goes so far. Um, I'm not suggesting you get multiple speeding tickets to help us, but you know we get fines and fees, lawsuit recovery, um, things of that nature, restitution. And I want you to imagine how difficult it is to get restitution from people who are locked up in the penal system, almost impossible. So um, I, I would like for people to understand that we have a very limited staff. We're doing the very best that we can. And unfortunately, it takes a little time to go through all the people we need. We have to call and get documentation from uh, the hospitals. The same centers are good at giving us the information we need because that's what they do. That's, that's their mission right there, sexual assault. But when we have to deal with law enforcement and all of the crimes and all of the investigations, sometimes we have to wait and get the information. Uh, these uh, men and women do a great job out there on the street. And I, I know that they, they do. And they can always be responsive to us the first time. So sometimes we will ask that our victim might get involved to ask them to, you know, hey, I talked to. Lieutenant or investigator, this, you help me with this case. Can you please send the people at Crime Victims Compensation um, an incident offense report for me? So sometimes we might need the victim's help in getting the information that, that we require to complete their application. And, um, you know, those are just some things that will help us, 
help the victim and some things that they just need to know. And if someone, do y'all take like direct donations if someone wanted to give to Crime Call? Absolutely. Absolutely. We would take money from Jason Voorhees. We would take <laughs> money from anybody. Yes, anybody. So how would someone who would want to do that, how would they go about donating to y'all? They can just, um, we like to know who it comes. Of course, it can be anonymously. If you don't want us to know about the millions you want to give us, that's fine too. But, uh, you know, you send it to our, um, the address we gave you. A little note, we, sometimes we have people who've donated uh, in memory of somebody or a co-worker's family member that was killed. And, um, uh, and we send them a little thank you note for their donation. Uh, and so just make it out to Alabama Crime Victims Compensation Commission or ACVCC. And um, it will be put into our coffers to spread out to victims of crime. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so we like to end the podcast um, with one question every time. Um, but before we do that, do you have any other comments, any other things that you didn't get to address or you feel like that you need to say or information that would be helpful? Um, I would like for, for people to know out there, and, and I, I know that sometimes it's after the fact, I wish I could tell people to be careful. Don't take things at face value. Um, it, it sounds crazy, but just because somebody has a baby's car seat in their car, it doesn't make them safe. Don't get in the car with people. Unless there is a bear or the walking dead outside, don't get in the car with people you don't know. Try to make it to where you're going. Um, I, I just want them to be more thoughtful. Uh, don't just say, well, I, I've seen the person around. Um, when something doesn't feel good or, or you're leery, follow your first mind. Uh, don't take drinks from strangers. Be leery about taking drinks from some of the people you know. Um, I really just, I found myself reading sexual assault exams, the narrative, and I'm thinking, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm, okay, they did it because I'm reading this. So I, I would like for young women and young men, because we have both, to just be leery that people aren't who they say they are. Um, don't just go, and don't leave your friends. Please don't leave your friends, even if, just don't. I, I don't have the words to tell you. Don't. Don't leave your friends to their own devices. Uh, if they're getting rowdy, all of you are just going to have to get together and pull her away, even if she insists on staying at this bar or, or whatever. Um, make a pact with each other not to leave each other. And, and, and just be safe. You can have fun and not have to endure one of the worst days of your life. Um, I know it can't always be helped because things, awful things happen to good people, but I really do want people to be cognizant. Don't go out with people that you just met on Facebook. And, and I don't mean to be cruel and God knows I don't want 
a letter and joining me from talking about this, but the number of claims we've gotten from people who met somebody on Plenty of Fish. I mean, oh my goodness. Some of these places, if you met this person on Facebook yesterday, don't let them come to your house. I mean, when I'm saying these things to you, I'm taking them directly from claims that we've gotten. Don't, just don't do it. I'm, I'm not trying to be mama bear and tell you how to run your life. Facebook, no. Get to know somebody. Be safe knowing somebody. If it doesn't feel right, meet people in public places. Take your own car. Don't let them come to your house. Um, if, if it doesn't feel exactly right, understand that. Uh, if somebody does violate you, don't don't stay in your own head and try to justify, well, maybe I gave them the wrong impression. Maybe I did this and maybe I shouldn't have said this. If it doesn't feel right and if you didn't say, yes, I'm up for this, you were assaulted. So don't, don't short sell yourself. Be careful. You have that little voice for a reason. Use it. And make yourself safe and try not to just make sure you're making everybody else happy and ignoring your own happiness. Uh, stealthing is not right either. Um, and uh, you all have been talking about stealthing or heard of stealthing, where somebody starts off a, an, uh, an encounter and decide that they want to change the game, um, you know, with condoms, etc. I want them to be mindful of that too. Um, and tell somebody, tell somebody if you think something has happened. Understand this no means no, it means absolutely not. Um, and, and don't be shy. Don't be shy. Uh, don't be ladylike and say, I don't want to scream. I don't want to draw attention to myself. Scream your lungs out and get away from that person. Don't drink yourself into unconsciousness and, and let people say, oh, I'll drive you home. All of these things I have seen come across my desk and I just shake my head because it makes me sad. So I would say, be careful. Think about yourself and uh, do the best that you can to not ever have this happen to you. So what would your message be to survivors of sexual violence? Um, that you are a worthwhile human being, that you are not stupid, you're not dumb, you're not ignorant, you're not nasty, um, that you are a worthwhile individual. You need to seek assistance, assistance from an LPC, licensed practical counselor, uh, someone who's certified, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Um, if you need that type of assistance to get yourself feeling more like yourself, don't deny yourself that. Do that. Get yourself some assistance. You haven't done anything wrong. Something wrong was done to you. Don't try to legitimize this person. And what we hear a lot of times is that they will call you. What they're doing is setting everything up to make it appear that, hey, this was all friendly. See, we talked after. 
No. Go to law enforcement. Talk to someone you trust. Let them know what happened. Ask them to accompany you to file a police report. Tell your parents. I know sometimes these things are embarrassing. If someone took photos or a video of you, they, they did not have the right to, to do that. And sometimes they try to hold that over people's heads. And you know what? Let them know, okay, since you have that, that's evidence against you. So don't be afraid to go to law enforcement. Let them know what has happened. Um, uh, things are changing a little bit. I, I do know that in the past, sometimes uh, rape victims have made, been made to feel that they are the ones who invited this. And I promise you, no matter what you have on, um, you have the right to not be accosted or touched or sexually assaulted. Um, you know, maybe it's not anything I would wear, but um, it, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's not anything anybody else would wear, but it's you and you do not uh, have to condone somebody being obnoxious and touching you. Don't feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't have been dressed like that. So what? They need to keep their hands off of you and um, be kinder to yourself. You don't deserve to be treated like that. That's what I would tell people. That would be the advice. Seek some assistance. Get what you can. You are a worthwhile individual. Do not let this derail the rest of your life. Seek assistance. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I found this very helpful and I hope anyone listening was kind of able to get some more information about Alabama Crime Victim uh, Compensation Commission, you know, in case they need it, in case a friend or family member may need it, because it is a great resource and we are so lucky to be able to have that and offer it to our victims, um, especially. So um, I just appreciate you coming on. Um, Absolutely. And for anyone listening, we will see you guys uh, on the next episode. Thank you. Good to talk to you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.